Welcome to the Land Cave, where we're living as nerds. Uh, we're hanging out, talking video games, general nerdish stuff, and I'm really happy to have Owen back because due to scheduling and someone becoming a dad or something, uh, we didn't get, haven't been able to do this show in about seven weeks. So I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I, I was going to see you uh, during one of your solo breaks, uh, sorry, solo shows, but uh, did not get to. Um, we will be together uh, in September, by the way, which I didn't get to tell you this already yet. Mm. But I'll, I'll be back uh, September, the week of September 9th. I'll be Sweet. in Texas, so we can do a show together. The great state of Texas. Yep. That's awesome. I didn't yeah. know you were going. It's good. Yeah. I missed you, man. Oh, I missed you, too. I missed uh, you, too. Solo shows are just not as fun. No, like, uh... Some of the people dropping by, at least during my solo show, was nice to to have some something to bounce off of chat. But there's no, there's no give and take. It's just yeah. my opinion, and you know, while my opinion is, of course, the best opinion, like you know, just to have somebody to to relay that off of. I mean, we'll talk about video games with you. It's just, yeah. Oh. I know it's sad. It's been very sad. I'm I'm happy that you're back. I'm happy that I'm back. Um, even though we may be both exhausted for different reasons. Happy yeah. Though. Yeah. Like I've got a kid, you're getting a house and moving and stuff. Being adults. Is, are we yes. like, are we like old? I think so. I think I we're, feel like we're old. old. Okay. <laughs> I think we're officially old. I, okay. So we were, we we're at a family vacation last yeah. week. And, uh, so I'm there with, you know, I'm, I'm so Whitney and I are the youngest, adults who are not the grandchildren of of the patriarchs who brought us on the vacation if that makes sense so okay. we don't have kids all the other literally all the other um uh children of of whitney's dad and whitney's brother whitney's dad's brother sorry they all have kids so it's all grandkids i am the youngest adult and i don't have kids so i'm i, I like to consider myself like the cool adult like I'm, I'm the cool, I'm the cool uncle. Yeah, like, I'm the cool uncle. Like we went, we went like uh, we went to the Olympic Park and did like zip lines and stuff, and I played video games with the kids and stuff. Um, but I crossed the line when I flossed. That's what crossed the line. Wait, you mean like you did the? I did the dance. Stuff. I did the floss dance. Yeah, that apparently crosses the line. Like yeah. everything else was good. When I dabbed, they thought that was cool. But when I flossed, they were like, "Nope, nope, get out of the house." <laughs> Mm, yeah, I mean that that just means that like the dab that's like you're it's the dab is now out of season enough to where it's yes. like, oh the old guy can do the dab. Yeah. But the floss is still in enough to where you can't yeah. pull that off. Well exactly. Except I do it better than all the kids, so they can just <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, they don't they don't care about that. But they they were, you know, threatening to uh disown me or kick me out of the house. Um I, j I learned it literally just because I think I think it's it's uh, not not necessarily like a part of the zeitgeist right now, but it is. But yeah. just to embarrass Whitney was the reason that I learned how to do it. So if I can bear, embarrass the, uh, you know, my nephews while I do it, sure, I'm good with that. I tried to, but I kind of and I and I could be doing it right, but it just feels awkward because I feel yeah. like I feel like the hand movements they should be like a certain number of them, and it seems like it's not. <laughs> I don't know. There's something <laughs> off about the floss. Yeah. And then my my old thing, other than having a kid, was just already just automatically puts you in like a different category it was just that most of the time i go to bed it's like midnight it's like one it's like 1 30 and then <laughs> i was going back to work this week and i went to bed at 10 o'clock wow and that was weird like and i felt good about it it wasn't just a like I, it wasn't just i wasn't going to bed at mm -hmm. 10 it was like you know what sounds good right now Go to bed. <laughs> okay, so I've I've been in that camp for a while, even though I don't have kids. But I'll do that because it's like okay, I want to give and get enough sleep. I start my day relatively early, um, and I like to you know take care of the dogs and stuff, my fur kids. Uh, but yeah, we we shut off the TV about ten, and we'll read and, and go to sleep. Um, which I, have, I think I think is good. I have started doing that the past year, like because I, I found out that I couldn't sleep very well. And for those of you who are curious and have felt the same way, where you're like you have a hard time falling asleep, it's because you stare at your phone. Yep. Up until the point you go to bed. So I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. I go my last at least 
30 minutes is spent mm -hmm. reading a book. That's good. And that way, no phone on the right. I still use a Kindle, but it has a different yeah. kind of lighting than my iPhone does. does yeah. uh, or I use a paperback book. But one, I get a little bit more reading in. I get to mm -hmm. uh, work my brain that way. Also, it puts you to sleep so nicely. Yes, it does. Um, but the, the change in how and how I've been able to fall asleep the past year is, is night and day. Because I used to not be able to fall asleep for several minutes. And now when I'm feeling it, it's just, it's over. I'm down. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, I do the same thing. Got a Kindle paper white and I love it. Yeah, me too. I um, love it. So I read through that. Um, I, I've learned that I can, I can read, I read relatively quick, but when I'm enjoying a book, I slow down. Mm. So I've learned that like some of the books that I've been reading lately, it's like been taking me longer to get through. And I'm like, geez, I'm only reading like two or three chapters a night. What is this? And then I realized, oh, I'm like, like, actually enjoying I'm absorbing I'm absorbing it and almost almost like I can hear the like I like I think it's because when I get really into it I like to um kind of play the dialogue in my head as I read yeah. the dialogue and uh Whitney doesn't do that she's just like reading through like stuff like crazy so we might have to start this then since yeah. uh we both do this so we know we're gonna get to what we've been playing yeah. in a second but what have you been reading What's, what, what book are you on yeah. right now? So I I finished Dune for like the fifth or sixth time. Okay, uh, but classic. I'm, I'm reading Mistborn, a Brandon Sanderson uh, novel, and uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. It's different. Yeah. I just finished um, I finished King Cro King Killer Chronicles, the first book, which is the Name of the Wind. Um, and now I am going back to Console Wars, which, okay. uh, for those of you who don't know, is about Nintendo and Sega's battle in the 90s. Uh, I never finished it because it's extremely long and kind of disjointedly written. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's okay. Like, you could tell it was this guy's first book. I read his second book first and finished it and loved it, which was about Oculus, which I've talked about on previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell the evolution of his writing. So I'm back on Console Wars right now. Um Hoping to finish that soon, but that's been cool living about or learning about that uh, that history of games right whenever I was a small child. Yeah, yeah, same here. I was, yeah, you and I were kind of in the same boat where it's like, I, I don't know, you're just a little bit younger than me, but mm -hmm. like my, I don't remember like the, uh, the Atari I remember as it was an old console. Like when I was, yeah. like I was young enough where it's like the NES, um, what was NES your first? Was what was your first one? Was your first one an NES? Well, first one that I played on was more than likely an Atari. Okay. Uh, uh, Twenty six hundred, but I think it was cons it was considered an old console at the time. Like if we we're someone's yeah, playing three, yeah, like, yeah. like Xbox three sixty right now. But it's also an interesting time because uh, that was when people didn't understand the idea of video game generations because we didn't have. Um, you know, steps in regards. We didn't to really violence. have generation. We didn't have generation. We didn't have any of that. So, like, going from, uh, I just think it's funny, like watching old news clips where, like, the news anchors are trying to explain, like, there's a new Nintendo out, but it won't play your other Nintendo games. Like, and everyone just shocked about it, and parents getting upset, thinking they're price gouging, not understanding technology. I just think it's funny. What's crazy about that is now we yell at a game company if they don't have backwards compatibility. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, <laughs> net, like. Literally, like, we've talked about how PS3 and PS4 don't really mesh, and at the beginning, Xbox 360 and Xbox One didn't mesh, but, like, mm -hmm. that's the way it's always been, people. It has. Uh, it has always, always been this way. We, we're spoiled now because we're like, I want my collection to continue, and we don't want to continue. We don't want to hoard our consoles. Just keep your console if you're worried about it, though. It's a cool new addition to the segment. So in addition to what are we playing, I think we should regularly bring the, uh, the books to it if there's anything new. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. What are you playing? So I am uh, playing Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, um, I finally got to uh, to jam out on that. Um, you and I didn't really get to talk about it. So jamming out on that, I I had to adjust the uh, the delay a few times, the latency, to get it quite right. Uh, and I found it funny that if you keep screwing up, it like prompts you and says, "Hey, we got this easy mode." <laughs> you want the constant beat? <laughs> well, like. It was the I didn't even, I didn't turn it on, but I, it described it as like you and the enemies all move at the same time. Yeah. So they don't move unless you move, right? Is that right? Or maybe I don't know. I didn't turn on the mode. I was separate about it. It's like it, it kept trying to like it did it. It asked me more than once because I I I was being out of rhythm about it, but I was stubborn, and so I never turned on yeah. the mode. No, I, I assume that's what it means, but I, assume so. I think it's more because you know the thing of the the bottom where it shows uh -huh. the beat coming in. I think it just means 
they just move on that beat, but the beat does not change from screen to screen. Oh, okay. Well, that's I, th- I think uh, it's just a constantly. I don't know how many beats per second it is either, but okay. I, I assume that's what it is. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check into it. I mean, not that I want to, but I may do it out of curiosity. I've been playing that. Um, really enjoyed it. The uh, the kids uh, at you know, the house, the nephews thought it was pretty cool, uh, and I think it maybe it's like one of their one of them may get play their first Zelda game in playing that game. So I'm pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. But played that, um, my usual magic, the gathering and stuff. Sure. But, uh, and I checked out some grand theft auto been playing that online. Yep. And, uh, yeah. we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, Ooh. yeah, definitely. But, um, so you, I mentioned earlier as we tried to segue and didn't have audio, but you've been playing persona five. Yeah. Right? Right. And I want to say before I go on to Persona 5, I want to mention special shout out to Cadence of Hyrule because that was a game that me and my wife beat that the day oh. that she went into labor with the kid. Oh, that's great. So, like, we literally finished it, and then a couple hours later, we were on the way to the hospital. Uh, so <laughs> You didn't think Cadence about, like, doing a name name change at that point, you know? No. no you already stuck I wasn't going to win that one. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's a good no, name. It's good. No, his name is, is awesome. So, I did... I, I said it the whole time, right? I've been saying it for months on this podcast. I was going to play Persona 5. I've been resisting it because I knew that it was a 100-hour game. I want to play it when my kid is born. So that's what I did. It took me 90 hours and a lot of wow. cheating because I looked up everything. Like wow. there, I, I didn't look up bosses or anything like that. I didn't totally cheese it to where I knew everything's weakness. Sure. Um, but in terms of like, if you haven't played Persona, you have a lot of opportunities to build relationships with people and they give you dialogue options. And if you pick the right dialogue option, you get more points towards your relationship, which okay. gives you perks inside a battle um i look mass effect but more in depth yeah so as much as i wanted to like role play it at the same time i was like i'm literally only going to play this game one time i'm never going to play it again i might as well get it right and so i think that also shortened my my play time where most people i know played it over 100 hours there were several times where uh what was cool about it was there was voice acting for all of the major cut scenes uh, and then text otherwise. But for the major cutscenes, while the voice was going on, the text was already on the screens. And if you finished the text, you could then skip to the okay. next sound bite. I skipped a lot of sound bites because gotcha. my my eyes were just reading faster sure. than the voice the voice was doing it. But great, it actually made me want to. It actually made me buy Fire Emblem Heroes on the Switch because I haven't enjoyed playing a JRPG that much in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and so now, actually, if you if you're into the, the turn-based JRPG and it's been a while since you played one, I think it's like uh, on PlayStation's greatest hits. So that means it's always 19.99 or less because they have sales like all the time. Speaking of Fire Emblem, because I think that's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, so one of the voice actors from uh, Fire Emblem, Chris Neosi, I think that's what mm-hmm. said, is being replaced. Um, when I first started reading this, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like he, you know, there's not necessarily the the me too movement but this idea of like everything's out in sure. the world now if you if you are a horrible toxic person people are going to find out and people are going to say it but the interesting thing at least in this is that he at least he at least admitted to it mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying i'm not going to defend the guy whatsoever but like he was apparently abusive uh, uh we'll, we'll leave it at that like horrible yeah. abusive uh person to friends and so not to just toxic. and other people not just toxic but abusive harmful yeah. physically psychologically um yeah more than just like just a negative person but i mean i'm glad that he owned up to it but we're in an interesting world now where you can replace a voice actor in a video game We've 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 seen this before post launch, but it looks like we're doing pre launch, uh, pre and post launch with this, right? I didn't get the, the yeah. So that so that was what was the most interesting about the story to me, other than the fact like that he got caught and he got fired. Like that's that's a th- like yeah. Thankfully, that's sure. a thing now. I you agree. get you get caught one like it wasn't like you know how it goes most of the time where it's like allegedly and then it's kind of this up in the air type thing whether the company is going to do anything about it but in this case he admitted to it and then nintendo promptly was like hey we're gonna replace him i thought 
this isn't done like in art yeah. this isn't like a thing where you can go back you can't go back on kevin spacey's stuff on netflix or anything like that you can't erase him yeah. from the tv show you can literally only fire him for moving forward mm -hmm. in this case though this is a video game where they're going to pay someone they've yeah. already paid this guy they're going to pay somebody else to go yeah. back in re-record those lines and then patch that into the game uh that's crazy it's, that's, it's... I don't, i've never heard of that being done it's a new world. Uh, it was done not based on outrage uh, and outrage culture or whatever you want to call it. Um, it was done with uh, Peter Dinklage in Destiny, and it's been done with a few other things. Yeah, uh, where they took someone out. But but you're right. Like they're not going to replace someone in a TV show, but you can patch them out in video games. It's yeah. it's an interesting world. Uh, I will say, slight slightly off topic, but uh, I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this past weekend, oh, yeah. which I absolutely loved. But I won't spoil anything of that uh, on here. It. But there there are scenes where they digitally uh, insert a character, an actor, into a scene of an old movie as if they were the actor in uh, one of these old movies. Like, think like Forrest Gump, except, yeah. except it, like, you can't, it, it's, you can't, uh, that line has been blurred. Like, you no longer can tell the difference where, like, oh, it's a, it's a green screen background. Nope, that's like... Like it's it's just amazing how how did, far we've come in technology. With this. Did you see that trailer for The Irishman? I haven't yet. Um, okay. I saw that it was around, but I. I so cool was... that like Scorsese and Pacino and yeah. De Niro and Joe Pesci—they're all getting together. Uh, apparently, it's going to be on Netflix. I thought it was going to be like a theatrical release, but one of the things just be, the only reason I bring this up is because you mentioned what you can do. Yeah. They used a digital process of like uh, making. I want to say it's De Niro because uh -huh. um, I believe De Niro looks the oldest out of all of them. They use like a digital de-aging process to make De Niro look a little younger. I don't know if it's for all of the movie. I like I couldn't tell. I, I only saw it in like one trailer the rest of the time. Like his face is kind of in the shadows. But like there was one point where it's hmm. painfully obvious. That's yeah. like, OK, he looks younger. Like, <laughs> uh, But. I only We've know that Marvel. because yeah. because I'm used to De Niro uh, sure. and, and doing that uh, and and what he looks like now, but it's crazy like what tech is doing for these actors. Yeah, I mean, but also had... you know cool on Nintendo by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean we had uh, Captain Marvel, like Sam was like de aged that entire movie. Michael, yeah. Michael Douglas, honestly, is probably one of my favorite ones in um, Ant Man. Was it in Ant Man? Yeah, when yeah. He, like the very beginning of that, when he like uh, punches uh, the general in the face and everything, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, we're in an interesting world where I I still do not believe we're going to be in a situation where people re where it replaces um, actors. Um, no. They're still going to have that because when you take it out, we take that authenticity out, it becomes. I guess the pop music version of, of, of TV and it's just going to be weird lifeless holograms. So I don't think that's going to happen, but you, I think we're going to see more actors playing more diverse roles. And I don't mean that in regards to race. I just mean like you can play someone who's old, you can play someone who's young and you don't have to be necessarily typecast. Yeah. So and then we can still get Prince and Michael Jackson whenever we want them. Oh, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if it's something, if it's something respectful, and like he's like maybe like in the background of a club or something, like I don't know. Like I, anytime I think of that, I think of things like uh, like Quantum Leap, um, where like he'd run into like a celebrity like when they were young. Like I'm like, okay, that's cool because it's like a little hat tip homage kind of thing. But no, don't don't make like don't make the John Wayne movies with like a digital John Wayne. You know, it's just oh, I'll be mad. I'm a big. I'm, if you <laughs> yeah. didn't know this about me, I'm a huge John Wayne fan. I didn't know that. I, but, mean, yeah. I mean that legitimately. I've watched a good chunk of his movies. Yeah. I have a big, if they did that, I would be quite upset. Well, they, people have been talking about that for like forever. I don't think. I don't I'd think be so mad. I think if it happens, it's going to be like a small. You role. can't. You can't capture yeah. like he. His tone, the way yeah, that he pacing. delivered lines, yeah. like it's you, it's it's very unique. Like it's mm -hmm. even hard to to mock, yeah, because yeah. it's just so the Duke. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, and like, and that's one thing I actually I will say I did appreciate with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There are people who play like very small parts in the movie, mm -hmm. and you'll be like, oh, that's that person. Oh, that's that person. Sometimes they tell you, sometimes they don't. 
Yeah. But, like, they didn't do it via with, like, with uh, CGI. They they specifically did it with, like, an actor, did the right makeup. So it looks like almost like Steve McQueen or almost like, you know, another Oh, yeah, actor, Bruce is so. in there, right? Uh, who? Oh, yeah, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Br- Bruce Lee's in it. Again, they picked they picked an actor. He doesn't look quite like him. No. But his, I will say, his his impression of how Bruce talks is perfect. If you saw that clip, it's it's so good. Yeah. 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 I'll see it eventually, but, you know, yeah. that, I'm all about that dad staying with the movie theater life now. I hear you. I hear you. So, you want to move on to some consoles? Yeah, we got, we got a birthday coming up. Happy birthday to Game Boy. Ooh. Wow. I can't believe it's been 30 years. We are old. Um, yeah, so I was I was apparently five when this came out because I didn't mm. realize that. I was five when the Game Boy came out, and I never owned a Game Boy. This is one of those consoles. None that I of never, them? I, I didn't own a single like the one. the pocket? The color? Nope. It's crazy. Like, wow. there's there's like 17 of them. I mean, there's the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. What about the, the Advance? Color, pocket. I didn't, but I, that was the one that I borrowed, right. though. So You're that was... Out. That was the one that I borrowed. I remember uh, in uh, elementary school uh, borrowing that in fifth grade, I want to say, or may have been middle school in sixth grade, but I remember borrowing it to play Pokemon. Advanced? And that was great. It was advanced, and it was fantastic. It was red. Okay. Yeah, and I I loved it. So was it the wide? Yeah. Advanced, so the uh, Gen 1? Yeah. If you ever... Whitney you know has one. Whitney has one, like, in a, a box around I was going to say, if you ever, like, I don't have one currently, but I keep yeah. thinking about it just because um, they play the old school carts, and plus they play all the way up to advanced carts. But a Game Boy Advance SP, the clamshell, the one that, yeah. like, holds, one of the best of all time. You, like, you have to find one where somebody's replaced the backlight for you, um, or, you know, or if you're willing to do it yourself. But... There's so many good games. So since you never owned one, I can't ask you, like, what are your, like, top two or three games? But at least you played Pokemon Red. Yeah, I played Pokemon and Tetris, but I think everyone yeah. played Tetris on Game Boy. Which, so those are definitely, like, if you don't have Tetris in your top Game Boy games, like, what are you doing? Like, it's, it's and not only is Tetris one of the best, like, it's been on everything, but mm-hmm. it, it quintessential Tetris to me is Game Boy Tetris. And yeah still holds up as one of the greatest games of all time just in its simplicity but never-ending nature um tetris 99 on on switch by the way is so much fun uh pokemon red mm-hmm. and then man i need a third just a round out of three i'm gonna go i'm gonna go right now with kirby's pinball interesting interesting there's so many more games that i wanted to say right there but i just remember that was my, like I didn't play Kirby on NES or SNES until after I'd played Kirby's Pinball, and it it had that mechanics of the the things of like you sucking it up, but yeah. in this case, like he transformed that stuff, and it did, it's kind of like a brick breaker game, mm-hmm. but with Kirby. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So did you did you play any of the uh, Mario Land games? Because yeah, that was, that was pretty big on there. Yeah, Mario Land Two's great. Wario Land's great. Um, man, Tiny Toons. Uh, you know what? I think I played Tiny Toons. I'm, per- I, they, I'm, I may have borrowed that as well. Like I remember borrowing it a few times, but um, yeah. Every Pokemon game, Final Fantasy Legends. Yeah. Oof. Advance Wars. Uh. Okay. I mean, we're, now we're getting up into the into the Game Boy Advance. Sure. Not Game Boy, but yeah. Well, I was just, gonna say like Link's Awakening. Yeah. It's like I never, I've not played Link's Awakening. I've watched, I've watched really? game. Yeah, I have not played it. So oh this wow! Is, this is my um, of the of the big Zelda games. Not all Zelda games, but of the, I'd say the the ones that are quintessentially best top Zelda games. This is one I haven't played. Uh, I, September twentieth, baby. I know. I'm so excited because I didn't get to play Link to the Past. Played it on my DS, my 3DS. And then didn't play uh, Link's Awakening. Now I'm playing it on the Switch, and that's why I'm happy about these like backwards compatibilities. First of all, it's extra money for Nintendo. It's easy money for Nintendo to resell um, uh, these games digitally and emulated. One of my questions that I don't know the legal answers, and I actually was looking into this earlier this week, is does a re-release of the game ensure that it does not hit uh, imminent domain in regards yes. to copyright? Okay, that's what I thought. Because they renew it. 
so that they can release it. So I looked into this before because uh, for those of you who don't know about eminent domain and stuff, you'll generally see it apply to books. And then now um, it's starting to apply to very old movies that you can see them for free. And like, so there's lots of books. You can go into like project Gutenberg. Um, There's a lot of other websites that house just books and they just, the, it just goes on every year. More books come, become available because the copyright has fallen. But there's some books that you're never going to see. Like you're never going to see like uh, I, was, the, I don't know. The Great Gatsby is probably one that you're not going to see like fall under eminent domain because they've redone it so and so. So for example, every like when we talk about video game preservation and we talk about um, those games coming out, like you're never going to see Super Mario Brothers. That's never going to be under eminent domain because Nintendo just keeps redoing the copyright on it. Um, and also, then some other games just fall through the cracks. Yeah. And then there's there's a certain law in regards to uh, eminent domain because I know these are these are referring to – I don't know exactly what the, what the, uh, the interval is. If it's like a 15 or 20-year interval, what it is. Um, but uh, the past 15 years – the uh, they've been pushing out uh, the way copyright law works because it used to be I think it was 50 years mm. uh, after, but they keep pushing it and pushing it because Superman, Batman, um, what what was the other ones? Batman uh, just hit 50 last year. Uh, Wizard of Oz was he 50? I thought it was I thought it was 80. Mm. I'm gonna double check that, but like Wiz- okay. like no, Wizard, like you might be Oz, right. Yeah, I've, uh, what is it? Not Wizard of Oz. Uh, Mickey 1930s, Mouse. 1930s, I think. So yeah, Mickey, you are right. Mickey freaking Mouse. Like they've been stopping that from going into public public domain because Mickey Mouse was the 30s. So yeah, you're talking about 1928. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Steamboat Willie. So yeah. like you're talking about like that earliest stuff. So when does when is it reasonable for it to go into public domain? And it's a question because it, it was originally there to say, hey, the author, the inventor can make money off this and, you know, help their kids. And that's yeah. about it. Now it's like we're going into grandkids, great grandkids and making tons of money. So it's it's I think it's going to happen at one point. We're going to see super know, that, public that's domain. That's what I hope. And it's just simply because, like, it, you know, you think about those futuristic movies, like you think of like, uh, even though it's not like the best representation of the future, but you think about Ready Player One, for example. Yeah. And literally, like, whenever the guy was going through it, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but like the guy had to go through a lot of video game lore specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was able to go virtually into a space where he could play every game ever made yeah and that was just because he was allowed to and because the those games were now preserved like there was like a instance where he goes into a virtual space and plays these like uh uh stand-up arcades Mm -hmm. you can't do that in real life and so i that's the thing that i keep advocating for in terms of video games like in terms of roms and everything where it's like this stuff you can't buy it like Put it somewhere. <laughs> like, Put it somewhere. Get, let me pay you monthly. Like yeah. I'm fine with that, which is what like basically the Oasis is. I mean, yeah. I guess they said it's it like, was free. Like, but wow. Come on, it's like wow. Let yeah. me pay. You figure it out, figure that stuff out on the back end. Um, yeah, I agree, especially, especially from like a preservation standpoint. Um, let's speaking of money. Speaking of money, PlayStation's making it rain. Yeah. Over hundred million units shipped. Now. I will say this does it is shipped it is not sold. Not sold. But at the same time these things are not stacking up like we use it's gonna they, sell eventually they're gonna sell by the end of the year i yeah. mean let's be honest uh with with black friday and everything you're gonna sell them by the end of the year with all the with the with the deals they're gonna hit sold over 100 million uh which you know i i guess it's because i've been playing on it and uh recently but like i didn't realize how long i've had a playstation 4. I had PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro now, but um, yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely coming up on the end of this generation, and it, it's starting to feel like it. Like for a while, I was like, for a while, I was like, well, I just got it, but not really. They've been around for quite a while, and you can get one for dirt cheap um, for PlayStation Slims. Yeah, and uh, I, I meant to do this with the Game Boy thing, but I didn't. I forgot. I just want to. I made a, a habit of referencing where we're getting these articles. So this one's from Engadget, by the way. You can. It's on a bunch of places. But uh, 
I'm gonna start putting these in the in the descriptions as well for yeah. Sure. So the fastest selling console of all time, it's not going to be the most selling console. PS2 is not going to lose that title. PS2 nah. is at 154 million units, by the way. Just for anybody who's curious, the DS mm -hmm. is at 152. Like the PS4 is not going to hit those numbers, but nah. it's still the fastest selling console of all time to this point. To get to 100 million is is awesome. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And I'm going to tell anybody listening to our show now that does not own a PlayStation that has any interest whatsoever, you want to buy it cheap on Black Friday for mm -hmm. your kids because the PS5, when you get your little PS5, because you're going to like, if you're going to be like me now, I got a, I got a kid, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get the new hotness and the kid's going to get the old and busted. Of course. So the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible with PS4. So you can get that sweet, sweet 199 or less. We don't know what this yeah. year's prices are going to be, but last year you could get a PS4 Slim for 199 with Spider-Man. Um, that's going to happen again. It's awesome. It's this generation is almost over yeah but it's been a sweet generation but yeah i agree you, awesome. can, you can then start building your library of playstation games that will work on the next generation and if you get that playstation 5 two or three years from now it's okay you got your spare playstation 4 and you've amassed uh, a library of games it's, uh, it's actually what i did when blu-ray came out mm -hmm. the blu-rays were being sold with dvds i started buying blu-rays before i had a blu-ray player because it was like, wait, the same price, I can get a DVD and a Blu-ray, or I can just get a DVD. Like, they were selling for the same price, like 20 yeah. bucks, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this, I'll future-proof. Yeah. Totally future-proof this. Um, plus, the, they have some amazing stuff. You are talking about the PlayStation hits earlier. They've got some great stuff that's on, on sale for... 1999 $19.99 or less. Like, And if you're a PlayStation Plus member, they get even deeper stale, uh, uh, sales. So it's really good stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Really cool for Sony. The, it, they, I mean, for those... There's a lot of people that don't know out there that actually the PS3 actually technically by by less than 100,000 units outsold the Xbox 360. Most people don't know that because know it, that. because the Xbox 360 for from the uh, from the observational standpoint they won the console war. It was very clear, but PS3 had a very strong ending with the the likes of Uncharted 3 and Last of Us um, thanks to Naughty Dog. Um, but this one was runaway. Yeah. Uh, no, Xbox One stopped reporting their numbers um, three or four years ago. They're probably around 45 to 50 million units. That's we don't actually get. know. Yeah. We're about to tell you the, the, the Switch numbers and what they've been able to hit mm -hmm. since 2017, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but they got 100 million. And they did it the fastest ever. Cool yeah. stuff. Very this cool. Is, this needs to be a rebuilding uh console if you will not just a rebuilding year but a rebuilding console generation for xbox one xbox 360 they they knocked it out of the park in many ways that, other than those last few years uh, most people that i knew had an xbox 360 they were they were cheaper um not to say now I, I could make a lame joke about like how many people had to rebuy their xbox 360s because of red ring of death but like it wasn't just that like it was that good of a console that people People would rage about it a little bit, but they'd go get another one. They or they'd get it fixed because it was a solid well, that, console. That was the reason why the Red Wing, the Red Ring, sucks so much. Is because you're like, it's my, it's my, it's my console, dude. It's it's like, really I, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I have, I've owned more than one 360. I don't currently <laughs> own one, but I, yep. I, I got up to three mm -hmm. 360s that I owned, and while it sucked. At the same, I don't care. I don't. I have no regrets about yeah. buying two more 360s. No regrets at all. I will say, and we're talking about Switch. Switch sold 30. Says sold all, sold almost. Sorry, almost up to 37 million units in two it's years and three months. Seriously, we're talking about we're talking about like. All right, I'm gonna do baby terms here. 28 months of of a console life, and it's already that high up. That's crazy. But it's honestly because of this. Because it's fun. And because everybody can play a Switch, and Nintendo, Nintendo's accessibility, and I don't mean that in regards to like just uh, being able to play because it it's a difficult controller to use, but they're easy enough to play and easy enough to, to grasp a lot of these concepts, and it's it's just so timeless that they yeah they can port a bunch of games that were on Wii U to this. I'm gonna buy them. I'm gonna buy them again. I can't wait to buy some more Zelda on this console. I'm. I love my Switch. It's probably my favorite console right now. And then again, I, I mean, that's because I've been playing it so heavily, but 
Um, it's genius. It's freaking genius. Without looking it up, what is the most sold Switch game? The most sold Switch game? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the number's going to blow you away if you don't know it already. I don't know the number. Okay. Can I Can I get... I, 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 I feel like it's one of these. Okay. I'm going to be wrong. I'll give you, I'll give you three... Ch- I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Um, and if I'm wrong, I will be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Breath of the Wild. That's number four. Okay. Mario Kart. Is number one. Okay. Okay. I was going to say. What was your second one? Or what was uh, your third Smash. one? Smash. Smash. But I was like, that's a weird one because I don't think it has Smash that. Smash is number three. Number three. Okay. Wow. Smash Me Breath of the Wild. A higher int- attachment rate than Breath of the Wild, which I would say Breath of the Wild is a better game. In like less Smash. time. I like Smash, but Breath of the Wild is possibly one of the greatest games uh, ever. This is the most ridiculous stat. So, by the way, Mario Kart 8 is a Wii U, like, it's essentially a port. Like, they, port. they gave you the complete, like, DLC, everything. You know, I don't know I don't know everything about the, the Wii U version. But Mar- it's basically Mario Kart 8 complete. Yeah. There, has, there are almost 37 million Switches sold. The number of Mario Kart 8, 17.89 million. You're talking Jeez. a little less than half of every Switch owner owns Mario Kart 8. Do you own a Mario Kart 8? Of course I own Mario Kart I own Mario Kart 8. Gonna... <laughs> like, would, would I own Just... a Nintendo property without Mario Kart? I mean... Isn't that the craziest thing? Like, yeah. we're talking about an attach rate of half. Yeah. Like, yeah. insane. Just for, so you you said number four, number three, number two. Mm-hmm. you have any guess since you, since you didn't say it? It's no. first party. It's first party. Uh, everything. Mar- first Mario party. Odyssey. Mario yeah. Odyssey. Yeah, okay. Mario Odyssey with about 15 million. Smash, Zelda, number five, rounding it out. Let's go, Pokemon at almost 11 million. Wow. Every single game, by the way, in the top 10 yeah. of Switch sales is first party. Yeah, that's, um, that's like that's what Nintendo that, does. That's what Nintendo does. But it, this is nuts like yeah. so 2017 the switch comes out we think nintendo's dead in the water with the wii u the switch comes out and we're like ah, this is kind of gimmicky and then everybody gets one and it's the most insane it's like it's a vita but with nintendo properties yes uh, that's exactly what it is <laughs> which it's a vita with i would argue a better screen yeah um, bigger screen. but also the ability to to dock which uh, we we talked. We've not talked about it on the show, Mm-mm. but the Switch Lite. Yeah, I think there's a good market for it. I don't know if it's for me. Maybe it is. I've been playing handheld so much, but at the same time, I like the versatility. I think that's one of the key components of the Switch is to be able to do that. But but like you said, you can get one of those for the kids. One ninety nine, man. One ninety nine. I, I was gonna get a switch light because like I just assumed that the switch light battery is gonna be better. And then uh, as we announced on the podcast, they said uh, a couple weeks ago that they are now just going to be introducing a second version of the switch proper mm-hmm. with a battery that lasts three hours longer. So I'm so, doing one of two things. I'm asking my wife right now, do you want a switch? Mm-hmm. If you do, I'm just going to keep the one that I have and buy a new one straight up. Sure. Otherwise I'm going to take my switch. I'm going to trade it in. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. You model that exactly. Two. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say was, this is that important for the battery for the battery pack. I'm like, I'll eat a little bit of the cost, sell yeah, mine, buy another one. That's fine. Like, I'm completely fine with that. Because um, Breath of the Wild lasts about three hours on the yeah. Switch, and they're saying that on the new Switch it'll last six. And not that I play a lot of Breath of the Wild, but it's the it's the fact that that big of a game. Yeah. It's a huge difference in terms of just being attached to a cord. Like the whole, like that's the Switch's success, baby. Like I, I'm playing AAA games mm-hmm. in handheld. Yeah, in in handheld. But I don't know. That personally, I've I will say I haven't done it a lot. Usually, I start the game in handheld or start the game in um, uh, in console. But the mm-hmm. fact that I can, first of all, we talked about this before. The PlayStation and the and the Nintendo both have a suspend feature. Where the Nintendo, you hit the power button, you're good. Save uh, my life during Persona, by the way. Dude, yeah, I mean, I, I it's, I will say it's not necessarily saved my life, but it's allowed yeah, me to, no, it's tired. allowed me to play, and, and not worry about pausing, and going like, oh, I'll have to get to a moment where I can pause. It's like no, I just hit the button, and yeah. I go about my life. It's been. It Absolutely. was so awesome during because I was playing Persona. I was on the PlayStation, so it yeah. wasn't like quite. It, it's not quite as fast as Switch, but you know, kid would cry, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the wife would be like, hey, can you sure. get him? Or, you know, I would just be the one watching him. And, you know, all right, standby mode. Boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. Come back, you know, however many hours later or the next day or two days from then. Do, do, do. Oh, yep. exactly where I live. Oh, it's so yep. beautiful. Yep. I, say, so I say we move on to the, like, yeah. before we leave the Switch, I go with this awesome third-party release. What awesome third-party release? On the Switch. The big game oh. coming to switch i say before we move on to some of the other stuff since we're talking about switch yeah let's let's talk about that the outer worlds which yeah. I've, I've been considering playing you purchased oh. on xbox no this is a different game dude it is oh, I thought yeah, this was... outer wild oh. is the game on xbox <laughs> my bad see my bad. oh yeah. i'm even more excited about this now then yeah okay, this, I was is, thinking... this is the rpg Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I've had a I've had a day, but no, okay. I'm even more excited about this then because this is one that I think is amazing and zany. Yeah. And immediately, I, I felt it was interesting that this and Borderlands officially got announced at E3, mm-hmm. and I honestly was more enamored by this in some ways than I was Borderlands. Uh, I think I'm more it's, it's just so different, so cool. So, so this this is Obsidian's last. Uh, or at least we assume yeah. it's their last non-first-party exclusive. So for those who don't know, Obsidian was bought by uh, Microsoft Xbox mm-hmm. uh, this year, but they've already been working on this game um, called Outer Worlds. Uh, it was going to be coming to Xbox and PlayStation, and they just announced this week that Outer Worlds is going to be coming later. It's not going to be at launch, but it's going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's just so cool. Yeah. So awesome. now, I think I, I think the, uh, the reason why I wanted to definitely include it, because we don't normally talk about like video games just coming to console. You know, you guys can find that stuff out. Every once in a while, there's something yeah. big that happens. But because they've gotten witcher they've gotten doom they've gotten wolfenstein um two of those are from the same company but they've gotten these big releases but they've been way like ahead like games that have been just on the console for a while to begin with but this is a game that still has isn't even out yet on playstation and xbox and they're saying hey we got it on Switch. Yeah, as as opposed to waiting for a port of Diablo three or something to that effect, mm-hmm. you can you can get your Switch, your new Switch games. I think this is showing that developer confidence. Um, yeah, it's in enough households. The developers can say, okay, well, if I port to it, it's it can be worth my time. It's gonna be make money. Witcher is gonna make money. Seriously. Which is isn't that the craziest thing? Like Witcher's <laughs> been out for four or five years now, and it's gonna. I bet it. I bet it sells five million copies. Okay, we talk about games that have been around for a while. Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five has been out been out for was it eight years? Uh, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, okay. I think. We're coming uh, up. Twenty twelve on the three sixty. Yep, we're coming up on eight years with this game. Uh, but the 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 Diamond Casino and Resort released, which I will admit, and how naive and stupid I was, because I was like, oh, cool, I get to own my own casino. And like I'm, like I'm imagining, you know, kind of the like, what they're kind of showing here, where it's like, oh, what zany antics will happen because you own your own casino, and uh, I'm imagining kind of the mob boss kind of thing where you are that that at that level, yeah. And people just happen to play games. Didn't even think about oh the well they're basically microtransactions. We're and I will totally steal this from Jim Sterling, but but he was like. He joked in his recent video, he's like, I'm not going to call it money laundering, but you are buying, you are paying real money for a fake currency to then spend on this over and over and over again. It's kind of money laundering because you're paying to gamble, but you're not paying with your money. You're paying with fake money to then. It's just crazy. The the problem with that analogy, though, is that you can't take the money back out you can't take the money back out so it's the not worst laundering. type of laundering it's not laundering at all you're it's laundering it to someone else it's not laundering at all it is completely playing on people's uh addiction to mini games yes i mean cuz for, for those who don't know like i mean if you've ever been to a casino slots i mean i went to vegas the, uh, a, a couple months ago and you know you literally you just sit just press the button but yep. like it's literally just a mini game that you're playing over and over again um so i've i've had a problem with people like complaining that much about it because you can't take money out of it you can't sell you can't there's no there you cannot make any 
money. Except for like of, CSGO and those kind of things. You can't. No, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking specifically about GTA 5's casino. It literally is just this in game thing. Yeah. Um, and some people have like worked it out in terms of the what you can spend because they, even Rockstar thought of this. They only allow yeah. so many transactions um, uh, in terms of dollar amount and everything per hour yes. when you're spending it on the casino. I thought this that's really true. interesting. But regardless of that, 50 countries, um, and this one's from like Forbes, have uh, limited the casino in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, have you seen this? Have, they, have, they, have you seen how they do it in the game? I didn't see how they did it in the game. Um, I was curious about that, though, but I just it, thought that, yeah, I, I mean... They put up velvet ropes and stuff. Like there's things oh. that are just, like there's things like insert like that just block you off. Like That's because hilarious. because the country is doing it, and then Rockstar has has implemented something to, for that digital thing of just like this is not available. Yeah. Sorry. Are they, so were they were they blocking certain games? I mean, I they're blocking they like the, the main thing that I've seen, um, and it varies from country to country, but it's the. Uh, so for those of you who don't know who GTA 5 has its own, you know, it has money in currency, it's cash, it's dollars, whatever, whatever it is. And then you can buy, uh, you could and can in certain countries just straight up buy currency. I can yes. spend 20 bucks and get currency. And then what GTA also has is what's called shark cards, yep. uh, which is like, yeah, I don't know a way to put it. It's one of the things that me and Patrick have talked about a lot with loot boxes and so on is those things where it dilutes your cash value because yeah. it's like, I paid $20, but I got $20 billion in shark yeah. cards. Um, so they've limited different ways. Like um, most countries have eliminated the straight up like buying casino uh, chips yeah. for money. And so the majority of ways that I've seen it is you can still buy it with a shark card. So you can still buy a shark card and do it, but they, they're, they're purposely inserting that barrier. You yeah, can't just like straight Microsoft, up. What were the Xbox bucks or whatever the heck it was? Yeah. Well, the, the way Xbox it used to be, which was awful. Yeah, on was the $20 was points. 1600 like, points. Like Microsoft points, I think is what it was called. Yeah. So uh, I remember the conversion was twenty dollars is sixteen hundred points, and it made no sense whatsoever. Well, because all the games were like okay, sixteen hundred dollars. No, or no, because it was like you pay twenty dollars for sixteen hundred points, and then a game purposely was oh, like yeah. fifteen hundred fifty points. Oh, so you just always have like that yeah. excess like yeah. point. I'm so glad they got rid of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hate that so much. yeah, it's no, it's dumb. Like no, to me. To me, it's creating that disassociation, though, uh, and yeah. especially um, – and I think you and I are kind of in the same boat of this. Like I don't want to ban GTA. I don't want to ban the uh, the the gambling in it. I don't want to do any of that, um, but I – and I'm glad that they put in that, um, uh, that barrier to slow down someone who just keeps pumping in money uh, because, yeah, I could go right now. I'm, I'm an adult, and I could spend 40 or 50 bucks on shark cards. And I could be a mil- like get a couple million dollars in GTA, and I may end up doing that just to get myself uh, a little boost to play with some of my friends. But at the same time, I'm an adult, and I can look at that and go, "Hmm, I'll budget that and do it once, maybe yeah. twice." But you, when you are putting this, in my opinion, you're, you're teaching children how to how to the this type of disassociation, and also just a value prospect of. Like you said, you're going to put this money in, you're not going to get it out, but you're going to play a gambling game, or you're going to play a game where in GTA where it's like, look how much money I'm earning. What are you getting with it? You're getting digital stuff that didn't cost anything, any anyone anything. Um, and you're teaching kids casino games. Exactly. So to me, you and I are on the same page when it comes to, to loot, when it comes to loot boxes to an extent, definitely when it comes to gambling. Yeah. Uh, it needs to, anything, in my opinion, that has a microtransaction of loot, of loot box or... Uh, or any kind, I think should have a warning on it so that we parents can actually see it. Um, I will say, the last couple times I was at GameStop, I saw a GameStop employee, like, legitimately telling a parent, like, this is why your seven-year-old shouldn't be playing this game. And I was really happy about that because, I mean, not that the, the GameStop employee has to do it, but if a parent is asking someone and asking someone of, of authority, like, yeah, they need to they need to be able to say that, you know, truthfully. Which is, in this case, in this case, the parents were asking for that feedback, by the way. 
By the way, I'm perfectly on board with anybody like that. Again, the fact that it limits it because casino, the thing about casino games is casino games are made to be addicting. That's the whole point of them. Of course. Um, and that's why they are that way in real life, too. So I appreciate that Rockstar already had that built in to where you can't, that it's going to limit you because they just know how it can be. And they want, they, they realize, like, hey, you can't cash this out. You yeah. can't make money off of Rockstar. Rockstar is not giving any of your money back. Nope. The thing that I'll say, as far as like kids and, and countries go, like me, we've gone back and forth a lot on the on the loot big, loot box thing. I'm a I'm a, a lot a lot more freedom sure. oriented about it because, uh, especially with something like Rockstar, because Rockstar is a mature rated game. Theoretically, even though we know it's not true, because it's one of the highest grossing video games of all time, if not the highest grossing video game of all time, we know that kids own this game. But from a from anybody who wants to complain about parents' standpoint, like you let your kid play a game that is rated for seventeen and up, what are you doing? Um, but. It, it's hard because I know that the second that you introduce casino games in a, in a thing that is just so easy to just press the button on and seeing it in Vegas, like it's very, like it was so in your face where you see like all the money that's pumped into it. Like the fact, like I was able to lose like a hundred dollars inside of an hour mm-hmm. without even trying really. Like, you know, and I was literally, I was, just, I was getting my, that. I was getting my free whiskey and Coke sure. and like, I was just pressing the button and I was like, wait, where'd all the money go? And I'm like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I've I've not been to Vegas. I've told Whitney like I do want to go, and honestly, I actually want to go to see some shows there. Yeah, um, Penn and Teller just renewed for another two or four or five years, something like that. Uh, they said that Penn's joked that he'll he'll do it until he croaks because they're the longest running act in Vegas ever. Um, and and Aerosmith has a residency there right now. <laughs> random, random. But I'm like, well, I go. I would go see in, Britney Spears. At, at, Britney Spears. Okay, okay. I was gonna say like, it's I, weird, but like, just I just respect her. Like, just where she, like she made all these hits like 15 yeah. years ago, and then just racked it up. Yep, yep. I will say that uh, I, I respect her for going through her and Miley Cyrus going through such a rough patch of like growing up and becoming an adult and transitioning from, you know, childhood slash teenhood, whatever you want to call it, to being an adult, doing that in the, like in the spotlight, like it's, it's crazy. I'm not going to say it's brave because they didn't have a choice to do it, but what they've done since in their maturity is really cool. Um, anyways, enough about us, our pop star talk. Um, crunch is a thing. Like it's not just a thing for video game companies. We've seen it everywhere, but uh, Naughty Dog has an interesting um, response when it comes to crunch uh, for their studio, which I'll be honest, I think this is more like more than likely how most companies crunch, yeah, which which is uh, incentives, almost quasi professional peer pressuring where you're saying, you know, and I've 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 seen it. I've been a victim of it, if you will. I don't know if you have where. You're not necessarily shamed, but you're basically told, like, look, you need to do what you what what is right. And by what is right they mean do what is right for the company to get this to get this working. And I've I've been in that situation in some cases, if you're really passionate about your about your job, then yeah, taking a day or so on your own volition, taking a day or two a week and working extra like I actually do. Like that's fine. No one's telling me to do that right now in my in my current position. But some of the things they're talking about, where they're talking about having meetings and that they're having decision making meetings after hours. Mm-hmm. Not just talking pizza parties. We're talking about if you're not there, you don't have a say in what's happening. That kind of stuff. That's shady to me. That's really shady. That's that's Senate ruling on a bill at one a.m. Shady. I mean, that totally happens. So. Uh, no, it totally happens. I'm saying okay. it's wrong. I'm saying it's wrong. Okay. What I'm saying is, if you want to play, if you want to play above the belt, like then if a if an if a manager like my manager says, I appreciate what you're doing. You know that your work life ba- balance is important. Don't work yourself to death. You have management telling you that that's okay because then you're trying to go above and beyond to to hit a goal. And these guys are definitely, I mean, we're talking about people who love video games. They're in the video game industry. They love video games. We're talking about artists and programmers that want it to be great and they want to be proud of their work. That's fine. But when you have top-down management pushing you, that's that's rough, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and so the, whenever I was reading this article, this one came from COG, uh, which I hadn't actually heard of. So most of the time it's Kotaku hitting yeah. on crunch-related things. And the reason why I, I threw this in here is because they had, like, several anonymous sources, as they always are, because people fear for their jobs. Um, some of them talked about how it's one of those, like, unspoken, like, yeah, I, we're, I mean, I'm going to be here aren't you going to be here? And then some people are like, well, I just care. I mean, this is Naughty Dog. We make the best games in the world. Yeah. I just want to be here. So it's interesting. The re And again, the reason why I threw it in is just because it's super interesting how this, this, this talk of crunch has evolved. Like there was the talks about what Rockstar did during, during Red Dead Redemption. And they were talking about 80 plus hour work weeks mm -hmm. and it becomes a thing where, and this is where it's super hard to discern. Like, um, you're a hardworking guy. Uh, me, I've talked to you. You're you're a salaried guy, as far as yeah. I know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm an hourly employee. So I have to. I I I I've act on a different set of rules sure. than other people do because I, they have to pay me by the hour. They don't have they don't have like a set thing that they're going to pay me. But I've seen you work over forty hours before, and yeah. almost uh, every week. Yeah, sixty seventy hours. Not yeah. always, but like. I'd say I was doing 50 or 60s for a while. Yeah. yeah. And and there's part of it where it comes from, is this expected? Is it something that we've talked about with our bosses before? And then there's things where they talk about it, like in this in this Naughty Dog sense, where some of these people are like, I just want to do this. I want to make the best freaking game possible. I'm working on The Last of Us 2, Dad. Yeah. Like, we're talking about a generation-defining game. Yes. I want it to be awesome. I'm going to work lots of hours. And then there's the other side where it's like, well, I just want to work my job. And I didn't really necessarily sign up for 80 hour work weeks, but everybody else is working 80 hour works weeks. Yeah. So what should I do? This is where it's become super interesting. Um, and I start to question if you're in this field and this is just what people do is it something that you just have to accept or we see now across the pond over and i say across the pond even though it's japan and normally across the pond means england but across the pond in japan nintendo has purposely yeah taken away uh or at least tried to um uh, reduce crunch levels on uh, in their first party situations um it's if you haven't noticed, their games don't exactly come out quickly uh, anymore, and not that they have in years, but they, you know, do you fault Nintendo for your game not coming out quicker? Would you would you accept uh, Last of Us 2 not coming out until the PS5 if it meant you knew? Or do you want the game right now? And I have to wonder, is there like a line of this consumer versus sure. the artist wanting, like, the artist wanting to be there so they can put the best product possible and they have to meet this, like, it's... All I'm saying, it's gotten way more complicated. It used yeah. to be a thing where I was straight up like, man, Crunch sucks. Like, companies shouldn't do this to people. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm going to buy the game anyway. I bought Red Dead Redemption Day 1, yeah. regardless of everything that I heard. I'm going to buy I, The Last I, of Us Part 2. I mean... I'm contributing certain... to the problem, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I bought GT... I bought uh, um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, um, which I know was, was in Crunch. I'm contributing to the problem, but I'm not contributing to it because of Crunch. At the same time, like uh, Nintendo coming straight out in their direct and saying, I, we apologize, but in the interest of our, um, you know, of our team, we're going to delay this game three months. I hope you still look in three or four months, whatever it was. I hope you still look forward to playing it. Like, that's very honest. Like, yeah, we're humans. We're all working jobs. We understand that. And I love that people are passionate enough to, cr to um, motivate themselves to crunch without uh that type of official government uh, not government <laughs> official uh company uh standpoint i think that's cool um we got a couple more things that uh hit the hit the news do you want to talk about mm -hmm. the call of duty kill streak uh we can skip I mean, that yeah. uh okay, so I one thing more they thing, they yeah. brought it back there you go uh, yeah. they're bringing back the kill streak after leaving it out um and then honestly the tariff thing is it's interesting, but so, it hasn't it hasn't really taken effect yet. But the last one that I definitely wanted to include was was uh, the dev company. Yeah, no, no, I I, I agree. The um, so there was a and I actually yeah I did get the video for this. Sorry, 
there was a video game company uh, or fake company, as it were, mm -hmm. um, that this person, it's, I don't know, if, I didn't even look if it was a man or woman or whatever, someone duped 25 people into working at a non-existent game company, working remotely as not even um, not even uh, contract work or, or that kind of stuff, like duped them into becoming developers for this game that you're watching. If you're looking at the gameplay here, this is the pre-alpha of the game Zeal. Um, which is really sad because I'm not saying this game is like amazing, but this actually doesn't look bad. Yeah. And you have all these people who are again pouring their heart out, and uh, some of the quotes in here, like they're saying, like this is this is my first job in the industry, and I didn't know like what the normal norm was. The norm is you get paid one way or another. Like either you get you have a uh, uh, con uh, work contract work where you just do four weeks or whatever it is and you do the thing um, sometimes it's voice work where they're like hey I'll give you a hundred bucks it's indie stuff yeah it's it's you know you kind of bleed for your art but um, unless you unless the person said hey I can't pay you but I swear I really hope that that we can accomplish this together that's a mutual thing cool that's art that happens but he this person hired people for it and uh, with no money paying them no money to make a game that is just baffling to me yeah so i, I want to roll it back uh for you know just because we don't want to skip over to it but first of all it's, it's a, this is a decently long article um i think i think a few people have covered it uh, at this point but this one in particular i got it on kotaku like look up 24 or 25 people got scammed yeah. um on kotaku the it's Oh, fascinating read. Um, he was showing this gameplay for this game that is basically like a WoW-type competitor. It's an MMORPG that they were making. And artists, I'm not an artist, so I can't, you know, I don't want to say like I'm speaking from experience here, but have a contract. Like, you know, just have something in writing where you can sue somebody if they don't pay you. Don't be one of those people where you have like that startup mentality and, you know, you're working for no money or that. what's the other thing that uh, exposure you know, yeah. don't 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 work on that either. But this guy, uh, and these are all like Reddit names and stuff yeah. in there, so I didn't actually get the, all their real names. There's some real names in there, but this guy basically like claimed to have the rights to this yes. game. Um, we're still not sure. Nobody's still sure if he ever had them. There is record of him trying to get the rights mm -hmm. to the game, but not ever whether he's success successful. But managed to hire these people through Reddit. I didn't know yeah. you get could get jobs through Reddit, but um, there was people who like talked about having. Uh, they were pa they passed up jobs. Um, that were offered to them because they liked this work that they were doing on this particular game, even though they hadn't gotten paid yet. One instance where this guy talked to his wife. But basically, the, through Reddit, this guy said that he was working on a game, recruited yeah. some people. There was over there was at least 25 of them if not more uh different levels of experience brand new experienced people who have already been in the industry and somehow made it yeah. uh for over a month of just talking about that they would get a paycheck talking about yeah. that this guy was talking about how he was getting investors and whether we have zero idea of how much of it was true but it turns out the company that he said like his development company had never been filed and then he yeah. said that his accountant like went on vacation to india and that's why it hadn't <laughs> gotten filed yet like totally like african prince you know i just need you to give me some money so that i could take back my kingdom <laughs> just the craziness that yep. that can i totally feel bad for these people because i you see from the video that that patrick showed like there is there's a game there there's yeah. something there and it looks decent like it yep. doesn't look awful and these people were putting work into that and mm -hmm. as, as artists i assume that they they put lots of hard work into it and then just yeah. to find it like to finally figure it out like one person finally was like this company doesn't exist yeah and have left and then it and if you read the article you'll find that there's there's a couple of people who still believe they're still they're still putting in work on the game because they're like why not uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, their, their hearts in it at this point. Yeah, um, I will say this hit heart. This hit really close to home, um, because I was okay. So I'll I, and be careful about this and naming names or anything. Mm -hmm. I know a um, a composer 
who does work on uh, indie movies and commercials, and he does mixing, he does uh, a lot of stuff, you know, audio engineering and stuff, but he also does, his big thing he wanted to do is film composing. Um, he was contacted by someone who said, hey, I love your stuff, would you be interested in, compo in composing uh, music for this new film that we're doing? Mm -hmm. And this person, like, met with him slash, st like, basically stayed with him for like a while him and his wife um and she had all these different artists including me uh basically uh hooked and thinking that they were going to be a part of this huge movie that was coming out and she name dropped names like and she legitimately knew and had all these contacts in the in hollywood and like i i had my doubts and then and everybody else was like 100% like, no, she's amazing. This is going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. She did it for like four or five months. And these people were, we're talking about, uh, uh, conceptual artists and CGI, like all, all these amazing artists and people who were going to work on the, on this. I was working on the, the script I started to actually work on the script and then stopped and went, I'm not getting any money. And then I started asking about money and everyone was like, oh, well, we can't get paid yet. Like, what? What do you mean you can't get paid yet? So, yeah, people scam out wow. there. It sucks. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And uh, it made me, it's not the first time I've been scammed when it comes to being, uh, being an artist. But, like, there's people out there that, like, they won't even uh, promise you exposure. They will overpromise what they can do for you because you can do something that they can't. And it's a power thing. So... Makes me think of the the Netflix documentary and the Hulu documentary on the uh, the concert on the tropical islands. Yeah, fire festival. Uh, fire festival. Yeah. yeah. So like, it makes me think of that kind of thing where like this guy was just crazy. Like yeah. he, he like he straight he half it. he halfway believed his scam. Yeah. But the more the crazy thing was once he got back and he like got out of jail for a little while. Like the 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 craziest part to me was when he started trying to sell tickets to like the grammys or something yeah he and, was back in the, and it in showed the where he where the guy was like no call him twice because nobody picks up on the first ring nobody picks up unknown numbers on the first ring so call him t twice of the answer and he was using the same rolodex and you're just like what yeah you scam those people again it's crazy ponzi schemes man all this kind of weird stuff be careful kids Anyways, yeah. that's it for the for the news this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed our rambling. We're back, baby. We're back. Let us know if there's something. In, let us know in the comments if there's something you want us to ramble about or talk about. Some something, uh, maybe some nostalgia, new movie coming out, whatever it is. We'll probably talk about it, especially video games. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have fun. Keep on.